0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Blast Podcast, a show where we believe movies can be more than just movies. Ty and I are cooking up something very exciting right now, and that's partially why we're finally able to shoot one of these pods in person. Ty, it's great to have you sitting next to me instead of on a computer screen.
1: Likewise, this is long overdue. We've been, I think the last one we cooked up in person was like our top 10 movies of 2022. One, still awesome that we're ripping this in August, but two, yeah, just nice to see your face when you. Drop horrendous takes on me.
0: That's my specialty. Um, earlier today, Ty and I had the displeasure of seeing the voyage the last voyage of the Demeter, which keeps reminding me of Narnia Voyage of the Dawn Treader. And this is a particularly or a practically unscripted pod with our thoughts on the film. So before we dig in, Ty, do you want to tell us what you've watched this week?
1: Sure. So aside from Demeter, I got to rip two movies. So a little bit before the weekend i finally got a chance to see barbie this has been long overdue but i didn't have anyone to see it my my uncles have been out of town they were the ones that were like excited about seeing barbie but didn't get a chance to see with them so my younger brother comes into town i'd say about you know a week ago i think it was maybe two weekends ago and his like one thing and he's not very big into movies aside from marvel but he was very adamant like Ty, you need to go see this movie. I think you're going to love it. And that's something he never tells me. So I'm like, all right, let's give it a shot. I wanted to take him to the the Avalon, the one I keep talking mm-hmm. about, the uh, shooting sky or shooting star ceiling. We get there. Very rare occurrence. There was a line out the door wow. for purchasing tickets to this movie. But we waited in line, gave it a shot because I really wanted to try this theater. We get up to the, the ticket booth. And there are three seats left, and they're all front row. And he was like, no, you need to see this where your experience isn't hindered. Again, something that he typically does not care about. So I'm like, all right, we'll get up, we'll leave, we'll find another theater. It was around 7 o'clock at this point, so we're trying to catch a 7, 7.15 show. Every theater within a 25-mile radius was sold out. I shit you not. So I'm like, all right, well, let's let's keep looking. I find, of course, an AMC 35 minutes away. He's like, all right, we're going to go. I think you're going to love it. So I book us two tickets, and we rip an 8 o'clock show. That's 35 minutes away. So we just start driving. Get the popcorn, get the candy, sit down. And it's us and a lot of, like, 16-year-old girls in bright pink with their moms. <laughs> and then there's two of us in the back, like, in a in an aisle, just lounging in our comfy clothes. And let me tell you, man, this was such a blast. And almost to the point where I think I might have had just as much fun, if not more fun, with Barbie than I did Oppenheimer. I was laughing a ton. I got a little hint of Sigma Ryan Gosling. I just, again, had a great time with it. I've never seen my brother this passionate about a movie. So, you know, it was kind of nice to share that moment with him. And I felt like this was one of his first if not his first blast movies,
0: wow, that's that's an awesome story. Good to see him going out and doing that. Honestly, too, like I feel like most of the most of the younger guys would not have any interest in seeing Barbie in the first place. Yeah,
1: he's one of a kind, but I'm glad he put me on. Yeah, I think it was one of my favorite movies of the year so far. So definitely, we'll be seeing that again. Then I had a little bit of a road trip this weekend. I was driving from, you know, very. Um, quiet area of South Dakota to the Minneapolis airport. And this is about a three and a half hour drive. I needed some time to kill. So I finally got a chance to see They Clone Tyrone in a, I think it was our Bo's Afraid podcast. I referenced the teaser trailer for this movie. Like, okay, this is something I want to watch. Boyega, Fox, what's not to love here? And it was exactly what I expected. Now do I wish that I wasn't watching it on my iPhone in... You know, I, I I had it like covered with a hoodie so that I could see it properly, <laughs> um, so there was no glare. You know, aside from that, I had a great time. Again, I wish I saw it on a bigger screen, but it's very good. Boyega, just awesome to see him in a movie again. I hope he gets more work because of this. I think a lot of people will compare this movie to Sorry to Bother You, and if that's the case, I would say that Sorry to Bother You is way better. As fun as this movie was, it's not as technically sound. I have a couple gripes with the third act, but, again, nothing to ruin the experience. It's an enjoyable watch.
0: You know Sorry to Bother You is one of my favorites, but if it is drawing those comparisons, maybe I'll get Netflix back for a month and check it out.
1: It might be worth it. It might be not, um, but you'll have to let me know if you do.
0: Yeah. Uh, that round out your your round of movies for the week?
1: Simple uh, simple to watch for me.
0: Wow. Okay. my I'm, I'm going to set you an over-under. We haven't done this in a little while. My over/under this week is at eight and a half.
1: Oh boy, this is a you know typical standard line. You'd think i'd I'd have this figured out by now. I I think I need to just stop underestimating you. I, I'm gonna go over. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess eleven movies.
0: You were about as close as you could get. My total was ten and a half. half.
1: Uh, okay. And That's gross.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna explain that to you. So. The first movie I watched this week was called Last and First Men. Um, I don't know if you... Have, have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Do you know who Johan Johansson is? The name sounds eerily familiar. He did the score for Prisoners. Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, Sicario, I think, as well.
0: Yeah, and Arrival. He's, he's got some great scores in here. He has also directed a couple of films. Last and First Men is one of them. And I could not finish this one. Um but I think it just hit me on a bad day. So the the description or the premise of this is, as the end approaches inexorably, the last humans living millions of years into the future send a message to the humanity of the present that is both a plea for help and a warning, but also an epic tale of evolution, decline, and hope.
1: Yikes. So uh, is that why it was a tough watch for you, or what? what what's the story behind it?
0: I... So, the reason it was a tough watch for me is because it is all just, like, still shots of black and white, vaguely unfamiliar architecture that could be science fiction with Tilda Swinton narrating. Okay.
1: Yeah, a little bizarre. Definitely not a Thai movie, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. But uh, I could see myself really loving this if if I if it catches me on the right day. It just wasn't what I was expecting. I, I scrolled through Shutter looking for, like, a fun watch, and this is what I found the exact opposite yeah um then i i I almost got all the way through that i'm considering that as a full movie but the half comes in with i watched most of come and see this is one of my most recent criterion editions and for those of you who don't know come and see is a russian uh war film and it is about a young man who joins the soviet resistance to uh the nazis invading his homeland. and while he is with the resistance he comes home and sees that his entire village has been slaughtered. Oh boy! Oh. Yeah, it is a complete downer, and I was just not having a good day. This was the same day as Last and First Man.
1: Double whammy! Yeah,
0: just one of the most depressing movies I've ever seen. I am going to finish it soon. I have like twenty minutes left, um, but it's 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 haunting. The cinematography is beautiful. They they do a lot of things with POV shots that I think is interesting. We don't really get those in war movies much, but you feel like you are there experiencing the horrors that this kid is. Do you know when this movie was released? Um, It was released late because the USSR had blocked it from being published for, I believe it was seven or eight years, but, yes, 1985. Okay. So... Again, very late after World War Two, but still, I guess, uh, wanted to censor some of those hardships.
1: That... I think this is one that I would want to put on my radar. I kind of take issue when war is glorified or they kind of shy away from the brutality and just the horrors of it. Mm-hmm. I think this might be, I don't think up my alley is the right word, but a representation of war that I would be interested in watching.
0: Yeah, I think you'd, I actually think you'd probably like it. Another one that you should watch then is Grave of the Fireflies. Have you seen that? Never heard of it. It's a Studio Ghibli film. They did Spirit Away, My Neighbor Totoro. Um, it's it's another pretty beautiful war movie about like that kind of hardships and grief. Okay. Noted. Um, followed up Come and See with The Polar Opposite, which was The Haunted Mansion from 2003 starring Eddie Murphy.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we go. Um, this one I didn't really mind. I gave it a I believe 2 out of 5 stars, like a C because it's uh it, it's just not really my thing. Uh, uh, you know I don't love Disney movies in general, but Eddie Murphy brought it all the way up for me. I mean, it's just so like contagious seeing the energy he puts on screen. It's so like refreshing to see that again.
1: I miss Eddie Murphy. I haven't seen I I mean cuz I heard it was terrible but that Jonah Hill movie that he's in. Oh the 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 you people maybe? Yes, that's it. Okay. I other than that, I mean, I don't know what he's in, but just a guy that my parents both love. So, anytime I can catch an Eddie Murphy movie, I'll I'll leave it on.
0: Followed that up though with an even worse film and that is Haunted Mansion 2023.
1: Oh no. I mean, what a shocker. A Disney Haunted Mansion movie.
0: Yeah. Yikes. Um this was this was a pretty horrible one. Uh, for those of you listening, Lakeith Stanfield does uh, plug Baskin Robbins while crying over the story of how his wife died. <laughs> uh, you were
1: uh, Steve was breaking down to me when we were waiting for Demeter. Just a lot of the product placement and just nonsense that happens in this movie. It seemed like it was self aware, but maybe not.
0: I, I don't think it was for the most part. Um, there were there was one joke that made me laugh a lot uh, with Action Guy. Lakeith like, Stanfield is just, I think, a very gifted, both dramatic and comedic actor. I can't wait to see what the next like 10 years holds for him. But this was a good performance from him, and then there's Danny DeVito and Owen Wilson. Like,
1: Oh, no. I didn't know DeVito was in it. It's funny. Yeah.
0: yeah. Death lurks around every corner.
1: <laughs> now that checks out.
0: Um, followed that up, though, with an amazing movie, Inception. Oh, great watch. Great yeah. watch. Uh, Morgan's first time watching this. We've been kind of slowly working our way through the Nolan movies because she's been enjoying them. And this is one of, if not my favorite Nolan movie. I watched this at a very young age with my sister uh, that I talked about watching The Dark Knight with. And it's it's just always held up for me. I've always been fascinated with the layers of the dreams, with the the way the score is... Really just the slowed down French song. Um, just, just everything about this movie feels pretty perfect.
1: Two things. One, I think Time by Hans Zimmer might be the best piece of music I've ever listened to. Two, I'm more interested to hear Morgan's thoughts. If this is her first watch, what did you think of Inception? Where does it rank amongst the Nolan movies?
0: I'm not sure where it ranks for her, but she loved it. Uh, I believe she gave it a perfect A-plus or a perfect five stars. Whoa. Um, Have you guys worked on Interstellar yet? Not yet. I just recently watched that with my sister, like I said. Um, So I've kind of put it on the back burner for Morgan and I, but I'm sure she'll love that one too. I mean, how can you not?
1: I don't know. I mean, Morgan and I haven't met in person yet. I'm still trying to get a taste for her, like, her interest in movies, but I feel like The Prestige is kind of a layup as far as probably going to be favorite
0: Nolan movie. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if she, she'll like The Magicians. Her her little brother's really into magicians right now. Like He he got a couple of magic sets for Christmas, and I don't know if that might cloud her, her watch.
1: All right, well, we'll just have to see if I'm right.
0: Yeah. Um, but then I exposed her to the... The greatest Sigma film of all time, American no. Psycho. No, no, and you didn't invite me, dude. I I should have. It was it was glorious to see. I explained how one of my friends from the newspaper went with his partner to uh, Halloween parties last year, where uh, his partner dressed up as Pat Bateman and he dressed up as the Paul Allen's business card. <laughs> I need a picture of that, dude. I'm already working on uh, <laughs> on getting that nailed down with Morgan for this year.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, that's when you know, man. If you if you talk your girl into anything American Psycho related, that's uh, that's a tall task.
0: It is. It is. She she genuinely liked it, though. I think. Okay. Um, I think some of the stuff maybe maybe struck her the wrong way, but I mean, you know, this is one of I, I love this movie as a black comedy.
1: Okay, I don't mean to go completely off the rails, but it's funny. Like, we're talking about, you know, hiding your love for American Psycho. I have been hiding, I've been a closeted Wolf of Wall Street fan for the better part of like five years. And again, it's one of those that, like, you say that in public, you're going to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. And um, I was talking through like favorite rewatches with one of my movie nerd friends from Kohler. Yeah. And it was like in my list towards the bottom. And there was like a double take, like surely Wolf of Wall Street isn't in here. Had to derail the conversation immediately. I was not uh as lucky as you with American Psycho,
0: dude. It, it uh, and for the listeners here, I've had a lot of a uh, a lot of bad American Psycho stories. Notably last year in one of my classes at Wesley, and one of my friends said, "Steve, aren't you literally just like Patrick Bateman?" Oh gosh, and. I freaked out. I, like, froze and started sweating, and I was, like, uh, only in, like, the ironic way. (laughs) Beat the allegations. (laughs) I promise. I promise I'm not actually. (laughs) Oh, God. Um, I'm not a narcissist. No. I'm not any of the things, any of the horrible things he is. Um, Followed American Psycho with four incredible movies, and I want your ranking on these really quick. Morgan and I watched The Born Identity, The Born Supremacy, The Born Ultimatum, and Jason Bourne.
1: Alright, here we go. Speed run. One, three, two, four. But like, four is five, right? Yeah. So one, three, two, five.
0: Okay. I'm going three, one, two, five. Okay. So pretty much the same, but I like Ultimatum the most. I love the the little time twist that goes on in there. And there's just a lot of great action set pieces
1: there's an asterisk on mine i watched those movies with my dad north of 10 years ago and i haven't revisited since i just remember loving identity
0: it's been about that long for me since i've revisited them as well um identity is awesome though i love the dynamic between uh what's his name uh born and marie yep yep totally um and then the last movie i watched this week is an incredible one i was listening to the big pictures top 10 movies of 2023 so far and their producer recommended how to blow up a pipeline which is an environmental terrorism slash activism thriller about these this group of, of misfits essentially who have all been negatively impacted by an oil pipeline that has come in near them and in 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 reaction to that they blow it up um, it is a, a very interesting movie. I loved the way it was shot. The, the director said one of his biggest influences was Ocean's Eleven, so it's got that kind of, like, heist planning slash just, like, general excitement the entire time that you're going, and, um, it, it works really well as just a standalone thriller. I encourage people to check it out, um, regardless of, like, your, your politics, I think it's an enjoyable movie either way. Um, obviously, nobody is supporting terrorism.
1: I was tuning out right after you said environmentalism because I've had this question just ready in the chamber. Have you seen First Reformed? Yes, I have. Okay. What do you think? I love it. I uh, Me too. I just it just screamed Steve Watts' movie, so I had to ask.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Ethan Hawk in anything is a Steve Watts movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so that checks out. Just made sure you know, I checked that box.
0: Yeah. Um, no, I, I I, I, would very much recommend this, though. I think this will end up on my top ten of the year. Very cool. Okay, that's one on my list, then. All right. You ready to talk about Voyage of the La- or Last Voyage of the Demeter?
1: You know, that's a perfect way to kickstart this talk, is you can barely remember the name of the movie, let alone any plot points, you know? Sure, this is going to be spoiler-free dialogue, but what are we going to talk about, aside from this being one of the worst movies of the year?
0: Yeah, I want to... The, the thing I want to kick this off with is actually my biggest three pet peeves in films and and I talked to Ty about this afterwards. but number one is when they have the big like text bubbles pop up next to characters on screen when they're when they're texting each other. I think that's really stupid. just show the phone. Uh, number two is when the frame story of a movie completely spoils the ending of this, which, the ending to the last voyage of the Demeter is completely spoiled in the first like 2 minutes of this so dumb i have no idea why
1: they did that yeah it's... so i mean again like this can be a spoiler free discussion but we could identify the frame story and just we're not really spoiling anything
0: but... yeah if you're if you're okay with it i'll just say it it's in the frame story they say they they see the crashed Demeter, and they say, there's no survivors. So you're like, <laughs> fuck, well, better
1: not get attached to these characters. Right. And, yeah, again, just a lot of, a lot of eye rolling here. Did not have any fun. It just, it was painfully forgettable. I, I was telling Steve, you know, this movie was bad, but not bad enough to be, like, funny or enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Just
0: painfully mid. Yeah, it really is. And for horror movies, I feel like I can have a good time with a bad, bad horror movie. Like, if if I watch Truth or Dare tomorrow, I think I would have a good time with it because it's just so stupid and funny and and dumb. And and this is it takes itself so seriously and has so much gore and and brutality that I feel like it's hard to find any fun in it.
1: Right. And if you're gonna go the serious route, you know, stick the landing. You know, or just be more fine-tuned this is a very unpolished movie and that doesn't work when you're going for the serious route
0: yeah I, I cannot genuinely believe that Stuckman liked this movie that that really let me down to okay. watch his review
1: but there's an asterisk there did he really like it though I mean anyone that listens to Stuckman these days it, it's always like you know a coin flip as to whether he actually likes it or feels obligated to talk about a movie
0: and and to be clear, Chris, we're we're big fans. We love you and respect you, but you've you've just uh lost your way a little bit in these last in this last year or so. We feel
1: that's okay. Shelby Oaks is gonna be a home run, and all is forgiven.
0: Dude, I can't wait. Um, yeah, though. Uh, circling back real quick, my third pet peeve is when. Uh, character reads a note written by another character, and the person that wrote the note has like a narration voiceover. That bothers me so much. Why can't the person just read it <laughs> like a normal person?
1: <laughs> so corny.
0: Yeah. Um. But but generally, just bad cinematography throughout this. There's a lot of heads partially cut off at the top of the frames. I don't I don't think any of the framing was really right, and. There, there is good kid acting. I just I want to highlight that. The kid in this is, I think, really, really good. And the kid in Haunted Mansion 2023 is also very, very good. Mm. Um, so a couple of great weeks for kid acting, I guess.
1: There we go. Um, I guess, like, one notable point here I have. I don't have much to say aside from this final point I have. But this movie is, it's no surprise, it's about Dracula. Kind of Dracula's origin story, if you will. But it doesn't really feel like Dracula in any sense of the word Mm -mm. this is just kind of a monster movie and that's not really what dracula is
0: yeah i I think that they might have been better off if they didn't label him as dracula and just have him as like some sort of creature slash vampire thing but having dracula i feel like everybody has that preconceived notion of, of of who dracula is and like what he looks like when he's not in monster form and how he kind of uses that to deceive. And he is in monster form this entire movie.
1: Yeah, it it just didn't work for me. I'm not even a big Dracula fan. I just, like you said, I had expectations and they weren't met.
0: Yeah, I've been wondering if I am a Dracula fan or not lately. With I, I didn't really like Renfield that much. I, I didn't like this. I wasn't a huge fan of Bram Stoker's Dracula starring Keanu and Gary Oldman in them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I now that you mention it,
0: I mean maybe the character's not for me or maybe we're just lacking a good Dracula movie. Yeah, both are fair. Um I've I've been meaning to read the book, so then I can definitively decide, I guess.
1: There we go. That's never gonna happen,
0: but Um, uh, this is though cliche start to finish. I, I, I did wanna point out <laughs> one uh character slash performance. David Dalsmakian is in this movie as one, like one of the leads, and what, what why? The fuck? Why is he here? Yeah, he. uh, I, I I never really understood anything about his character in this movie. I feel like he just wanted the money, I guess, and uh, he was kind of like just beyond explanation. I felt
1: like. Just trying to be an honorable second man to his captain, All right? I don't know. I mean, we were joking because I've been, <laughs> I've been hating on Casey Affleck lately for being just straight-faced in every movie, and everyone's just glazing him for all of his performances. But is 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 Double D here kind of the same archetype? Just plays the same creeper.
0: He, yeah, he kind of is. He he just sits there and stares into space like a like a creepy asshole, and yeah. people eat it up, you know. I guess, but he's not as popular as Casey, so maybe maybe he needs to transition into that straight-faced Casey Affleck role. I
1: saw a video on Instagram. I can't remember which podcast guys it were, but they were claiming the scene in Oppenheimer with Affleck was the best one-minute scene in movie history, like one-minute cameo in movie history, and... Casey Affleck is literally just straight-faced for 1 minute and people are all over it.
0: Yeah, I loved him in this movie in in Oppenheimer, but it wasn't his best performance at all in and, my opinion. Like he he's good. I just like I, I
1: don't get it. He's just I wish like there was video here and I could just like put up the emoji with the straight-lined face. That's literally Casey Affleck.
0: Yeah, I, he's got You got to admit though Manchester by the Sea.
1: And yep. And that's the argument, that is the only argument there is, I mean, that movie is just phenomenal, and he's phenomenal in it, yeah. but uh, pump the brakes, pump the brakes, that's all I'm saying.
0: It tells you a lot about my mental health that <laughs> you can find pretty recently in my YouTube history, the Manchester by the Sea police station scene, and the Manchester by the Sea I can't beat it scene.
1: It's funny, I, anytime I come up, like a, a clip from that movie comes up on my TikTok, I send it to my dad, and I'll, like, message Watch this if you dare, or like proceed with caution. If you if you've never been broken by a movie, then maybe try it. Um, a lot of people aren't ready for that
0: one. Yeah, that's a that's a heartbreaker. No kidding. Um, in general though, I I have a question for you. Is this the worst movie of the year? It's
1: definitely up there. The only other one that comes to mind right now, and again, there's a couple movies I haven't seen, but the only other movie that comes to mind is The Flash. I hated The Flash.
0: Yeah, I I have a feeling that if I would have taken the time to watch Murder Mystery two would be there, but um, <laughs> for me this is just slightly worse than the Flash. I I my like bottom five are kind of all interchangeable. I have Guardians three, um, Knock at the Cabin, this Haunted Mansion twenty twenty three, and they're all they're all pretty pretty much at the same level of bad.
1: I feel like Renfield would probably fall under that that camp, too. I haven't seen a lot of terrible movies, but I think the meter was a mix of bad and disappointing.
0: Yeah. Um, I, was re- I was really excited for this movie when that first teaser dropped.
1: Right. I mean, we were talking about it, and then with each trailer that came out, I think we've talked about this previously, they showed way too much Dracula. You could tell that maybe this movie wasn't going to be as special as we were led to believe.
0: Um, and that's why it's coming out in the middle of August. There we go. So th- the next kind of category we have is what should you watch instead of this movie?
1: So right now, if you're looking to go to the theater for a movie, I would skip out on Demeter. We clearly did not like it. I haven't seen it, but I'm guessing it's you know semi-better. And the, that's the new animated TMNT movie.
0: Yeah, I think I'm seeing this tomorrow, uh, either in the afternoon or morning, and I'm really excited. I've seen a lot of comparisons between the animation for this and Spider-Verse, and it's supposed to be just really well-written and a fun movie.
1: Keep me posted. I, I've i been interested from the jump, but strictly because of the animation. I've never had like a huge love for the Ninja Turtles, but I don't know. I'd be down for a little Ice Cube as the, the evil fly, yeah. and just dial in and watch it.
0: No, I, I I love it.
1: Cool. Well, uh another one that came to mind and you know, for everyone listening, immediately after finishing this movie I turned to Steve and I basically said, If you wanna watch this movie but it be good, just watch life. And if you haven't seen Life, this is like one of my like sneaky favorites from the year twenty seventeen, I wanna say. And it's essentially just a modern version of the movie Alien. It, you know, builds up this group of astronauts that you learn to care for from the jump. And then they slowly get picked off by this alien creature. That's kind of what happens here in Demeter. But you don't care about these people. And I think that's clearly what's lacking here and why it doesn't really work. I think the monster and, you know, the spin at the end work better in life than it did in um, Last Voyage of Demeter. But that's kind of where I stand.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I haven't revisited life since it first came out. And I've been meaning to the the record. The first recommendation that came to my mind was Alien. Um, I, I mean, like you said, life is just like Alien, but modern day. Uh, specifically, the director's cut. I prefer of Alien. If you can get your hands on that, it cuts out some, some of the dull space. But, I mean, it's it's the same movie, but just on a spaceship instead of boat.
1: Yeah. I mean, maybe we're overcomplicating this. I know that I was shitting on it like five minutes ago, but if you want to go watch a vampire movie from this year, just watch Renfield. I mean, is it good? No. Is it easier to watch? Is it more fun to watch? Is it so bad it's good? Maybe. Like, maybe it's worth the watch. I'm not sure that this is.
0: At at the very least, Renfield has some scenes that uh, that are good.
1: (laughs) Right. There's there's some actual draw here. Oh look, Nick Cage is Dracula. That's a lot more fun than monster version of dracula
0: yeah even some cool action set pieces in renfield yeah. and the gore in renfield i think is done in a much more playful and fun way rather than this more dark and gruesome like almost midsummer-esque way
1: yeah there are some brutal scenes in this movie
0: yeah um the the last recommendation i really have is if, if you're wanting to go to theaters time engine tmnt i would recommend talk to me if you're oh, looking for, for that's what
1: just one i need to see
0: yeah if, if you're looking for a horror movie look no further this is by these two australian youtubers who have been making uh horror shorts on their channel for like 15 years i think it's pretty awesome to see them like actually get get a movie and have it be as good as it is um it's it's not perfect for me but i enjoyed it talk to me is and i'll give credit to colin meyer for this he came out of the theater and he said damn, this is what drug addiction is to it follows for um, sex. Huh,
1: that's cool. Yeah. I uh Shameless plug here. I don't want to go too far off the rails, but you mentioned that these two Australians from YouTube got their big break with this. Mm-hmm. This is my time to drop a shameless plug for Kane Pixels and his Backrooms content. Same thing here, A24. Found this kid on YouTube that was making these Backrooms videos, like horror sketches, and they were like, getting seven million views per video and he stopped production of his series entirely on youtube because they're going to make i believe it's either an a24 show based off of it or a theatrical version i'm not sure what they've decided on but be on the lookout for that i think it's gonna be awesome
0: And, and the great thing about about that is that it's still in production and one of the reasons why i i recommend Talk To Me as well as the A24 has met the SAG-AFTRA demands for their strike. Um, so worker, or actors are allowed to go back and, and work for them again, which is, it's nice to see a relatively smaller studio in the grand scheme of things actually like forfeit the money to, to make this happen. And it definitely makes it seem like there's more at play here than just the money for those bigger studios.
1: Absolutely. And another tidbit here, you know, all we ever talk about is these, you know, smaller, intimate, special movies, and a lot of them come from A24 or studios like A24. So seeing them kind of take the first big step to, I don't know, take control of the movie industry right now—it's kind of exciting to see. Maybe there will be some course correct. Maybe we'll see some of these smaller, special movies that we love.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would hope so, and, um, I'm, I'm sure that other studios will follow suit soon, right?
1: You, the smaller ones, yes. Um, you know, the the Mickey Mouse is the world. I'm, I'm not so sure. That's fair.
0: Um, the next thing we wanted to talk about is what could make this movie better because something Ty and I really don't like to do is just trash a movie and then like not really make any suggestions. So we kind of wanted to recon- <laughs> reconceptualize some of the things in here and think about what could have changed this movie completely or what could have just generally improved our our viewing experience
1: yes okay I'm glad you emphasized the experience part because this was one of my like big gripes going into the movie we talked about that first teaser trailer being great you got this little hint that okay there is a vampire might be Dracula I don't know what's going on but with each new trailer there was more footage of the vampire kind of took away the the suspension suspense and tension you know you could go as far as to say like you know what don't just give the vampire less screen time or don't show him the trailers or don't even like market Dracula. I I don't even think you market it as a vampire. You just make this appear to be some form of monster movie because, you know, it's coming out in August. It's not going to get a ton of buzz anyways. Make it a, a surprise reveal for the audience that we're seeing a Dracula origin story. Maybe give it, give it a new title or something. I don't know. Like at the end of life, I remember there was this, you know, big twist that the alien wins and like there was a speculation that oh maybe this is a Venom origin story. I don't know. There was buzz surrounding it. And this movie does not have that because everything was
0: dumped into the trailers. Yeah, I completely agree. And especially with the less Dracula screen time, you said. You mentioned that there needs to be less vampire in this movie and I completely agree. The The reason why Alien is scary is because it's always lurking in the shadows. Like You never really get a full glimpse of the alien until fairly late in the movie. Yeah, and
1: Steve is definitely going to disagree with me here. I'm more of a baby when it comes to scary movies, but there is a point during this movie where you have not seen a lot of the vampire yet. And when it's at that point and it's more about the suspense and lurking in the shadows or maybe you see a silhouette here. Maybe you see a, a creature out of focus. That's when I was scared shitless. When they started revealing what the vampire actually looked like, it took all of that away.
0: Yeah, I, I do agree with you for the most part. The vampire in this also just looks kind of goofy.
1: Yeah, not quite right. Not quite right. I wasn't a fan of the design.
0: Um, but. No, I, I agree with you. I loved that silhouette scene. I believe it was a, an homage to Nosferatu. But just in general, I, I, I don't know. I I didn't think they really did anything in this movie well enough to scare me. Right. And, you know,
1: another way that they could have scared us was making us care about these characters a little bit more. You know, if we've got more skin in the game and we're rooting for these people, maybe there's a little more tension, but... Two things here. One, I don't think the character work is done properly. But two, as you mentioned, it's revealed within the first two minutes that these characters are not going to
0: live. So why
1: bother getting attached to
0: them? Exactly. And I think part of the reason why these characters are so poorly developed is that there are so many of them on the ship at the start of the movie. Right. Uh, there needs to be maybe like a crew of six on this ship. And obviously, like, you'll get into some, like, oh, well, it would actually need twenty and blah 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 blah, but who who really cares? I just want to get to know the people that I'm watching. Like, the, I I get the the idea to run up the kill count and make it like gore sells, I guess, but it, it just not done well in this movie. I really only found myself caring about one character, and it's not because of any character work they did. It's because he's a child.
1: Yes, right. It was just like shock factor. And again, when we're talking about movies that work better or two that come to mind, Alien and Life. What do they do? Smaller crew. You you have time to marinate with these characters, get invested. And then when they get picked off, you're scared because you care about these people. Like, oh shit, like no one's safe.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, So I guess my next question then is, who could have been Dracula to make this movie better?
1: Okay, there are a lot of different angles you can take this, but I have a feeling that both you and I Are going to go the ridiculous route. This movie did not work in the serious sense, so why not have fun? Does this movie work better with Nick Cage as Dracula? Just have him double up as Dracula in a year.
0: Yeah, uh, have have Jared Leto reprise his role as Morbius.
1: Right, or like, make this some kind of like, you know, twist that Gary Oldman is back at back at the helm. That'd be as awesome. Dracula. I would
0: have loved to see Gary Oldman as Dracula in this movie. If he walks in with that like big white wig on that's got his got his hair just like a foot up in the air. That's the big reveal. Um it's funny. I now that we're kind of like
1: in the nitty gritty of like what this Dracula is and he's more of a monster, while we were watching the movie, I was trying to like take note for the pod and explain Dracula in Fortnite terms. Imagine Dracula. Just got like hit with a green pump shotgun. He's at one HP. That's how he starts at the movie. And throughout the movie, he's obtaining bandages, a med kit. He's popped a few mini shields. By the end, he's back to two hundred HP and he's ready to kick ass.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> I guess a good a good assessment. I would have, I, I honestly would have loved to see more of that like weak Dracula, like maybe struggling more to kill though because. Like you said, we we get the impression that Dracula is very weak at the beginning of this movie, but he's still like jumping off of ledges and slicing throats and stuff. Like, I don't know, I don't know if they portrayed that well enough in this. That's a that's a great concept too. Is like, why don't you make the crew
1: aware that this thing is weak? Um, like, I think that gives it more like skin in the game, like ah, sense of urgency. You know, you got to kill this thing while it's weak. You have a character on the ship that like understands this character like look if you let this dracula reach full potential you cannot stop him mm-hmm. so this is the time to go after him and you know they slip up the 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 kid dies fuck this thing's at full power we're toast like i think it could have built up the the tension again that way
0: yeah I, I i agree um just everything with the vampire sucked in this movie
1: yeah and again that can't be the case if you're making a movie about Dracula and again this is a minor spoiler if you for some reason check this movie out it's no surprise that this is like this is Dracula's origin story like the very beginning of the Dracula story and they try and set up a a sequel here uh
0: I don't quite understand where I'm going with
1: that I just want want to go on a tangent but
0: uh yeah i I will. I'm just going to fully spoil the movie now. So if you if you don't want to listen to this, close your ears for 20 seconds or just hit that hit that little fast forward for 20 seconds. It uh essentially one of the characters does end up surviving by floating on wreckage up to shore and he sees Dracula in a bar and something that I researched afterwards is no, in Bram Stoker's Dracula nobody nobody survives the voyage of the Demeter. And so if they did this poorly with the source material of one of the greatest novels ever written, then how are they going to write this next movie?
1: That's what's so funny. It's like they they want you to care about the the main character. And, do you know, the actor's name, he's a like recognizable face. Um, But his character name in the movie is Clemens. And instead of killing him off, like the rest of the crew, they're setting up this Clemens versus Dracula rivalry for the foreseeable future. It's like this DCU, as in Dracula Cinematic Universe, they're trying to build up.
0: They could have done something cool, I think, with like a a Van Helsing spot or something at the very end. Yeah. The actor who plays Clemens is Corey Hawkins. He's most famous for Black Klansman and Iron Man 3. Yes,
1: yes. Okay, really quick, though. And you can tell me, no, Tyler, you're stupid. When we're watching that movie within 10 minutes, I was like, okay, this Clemens guy, could he be James Bond? Maybe, maybe. Could you see it? I I you know, educated guy from Cambridge, kind of like plays the part, classy Bond guy. I could see it. Knows how to say in it. Yep. I think I think it works. That's that was like an initial thought watching this movie.
0: Yeah, I I think it could work. I mean, obviously, I think you and I both are big Daniel Kalua supporters for that, but Yep. Uh, no, I I wouldn't be mad at at Hawkins taking over taking over Bond. I think he'd do a pretty good job with it.
1: I think a lot of people could do a good job. That that could be a, a podcast in its, in its own realm. Not even like the next Bond movie, but just in preparation. Like, have you heard the talks that Nolan wants to do Bond?
0: Holy shit!
1: Yeah, and that's what's so cool about it. He and again, well, I got to stop going off the rails. But he will only do Bond if it's his way. If it, if he has complete control, obviously that works. But I think I think MGM would be willing to do it. I mean, he's a money
0: maker. Yeah, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be. Really, it would be Amazon probably in charge of that, though, right? Since the merger. Yeah, but, I mean, and they have the money to do it. So, I, I would love to see a Nolan Bond. I've never been a huge James Bond guy. Um, I like the Craig movies the most, uh, which I guess maybe says something about my age. But I I really enjoyed. Honestly, I think No Time to Die was my favorite one.
1: No way! Come on. Come yeah. on. Dude, if you haven't seen Casino Royale since it came out, just say it.
0: Yeah, I have not. Okay. Skyfall,
1: Casino Royale are easily one and two. You can swap either one. I wouldn't be mad. Then probably No Time to Die. Spectre was kind of a drop-off. And then Quantum of Solace. I'm I'm not sure what happened. I'm pretty sure that was made during the last big writer's strike.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Um, Who, sh- who could have directed this movie to make it better?
1: Okay, the first one that comes to mind is Sam Raimi. Absolutely, just some fun camera work, maybe a little more camp, you know, like a blend of Renfield and like a remake of Evil Dead. Make it scary, but make it fun too. I think Raimi's the perfect choice.
0: Yeah, in a similar in a similar realm, the first one that came to mind for me was John Carpenter. Obviously, you know, I've practically worshipped that man this year, but I I think this is right up his alley. He could make a good boat movie. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay, give me give me one here. So, I've been talking a lot about lack of character work or just bad character work, bad writing here. Why don't we just bring in someone that's really good with dialogue and just real characters, real people? Let's bring in you know, let's just have fun with it. Let's just do a little little bomback, you know, a little marriage story guy, and just let it be like a like a character piece.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, bring in Gerwig as well for for just some some added touch.
1: Okay, I have one more. I have mm-hmm. one more before you go. This is kind of a no-brainer. Why not Flanagan?
0: Yeah, I think it's because he's already done similar material. The, va- the
1: vampire guy. Yeah. Um, it would be fire. It would be so good under him.
0: My my offbeat take is Yorgos Lanthimos. Have you seen any of his films? Uh, I don't think so. Name drop a few. Uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer, The Lobster.
1: Nope, neither one, but both kind of on my radar, loosely.
0: okay. Basically, what he has done in his movies is just have everybody talk in a complete monotone. There is no expression at all, and I think, like, Dracula is on the ship. What? Why don't you do, like, Wes Anderson? Even (laughs) better. No, he has to be biting symmetrically. (laughs) Yeah, I think that works. The The nose has to break in a perfect even line. I could just
1: picture full body Dracula covering the entire like center of the frame, wide shot. I don't know. <laughs>
0: that'd be that'd be hilarious. Or <laughs> can you imagine like the Dracula shots that Nolan would do from Oppenheimer? <laughs> <laughs> Close up. I um, am become death.
1: <laughs> I I am become vampire, destroyer of necks. <laughs>
0: Oh, God, that's awful. Um, all right, I I think the best way to end off this pod, and this is a little bit of a briefer one for us, but but still up there. Uh, I wanted to do a quick little three-round vampire movie draft. I think this would be fun.
1: Oh, I can get behind this. I, can we rock, paper, scissors really quick for who gets the 1-1? One, because one? I think we're both going to go after the same pick.
0: Uh, Yeah, sure, let's do okay. this. Okay,
1: on shoot. Okay. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You can't actually shoot. Oh my god, I wish there was a camera. You were such a moron. Blood actually put up a gun. All right, I'm going to go first. I get the 1-1. One, one. And we're doing snake style. God, that's embarrassing. That's so that's so embarrassing. You're so lucky there's no camera.
0: I am so tired.
1: Oh my gosh. Nap time after this. Okay. 1-1. One, one. I'm taking the best pick here. This is like taking McCaffrey or Jefferson. I'm going Midnight Mass. I don't care if it's not a movie. This is like the perfect vampire story, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I mean, the scene of uh, Riley, I believe it is, burning up on the boat is just revisited so often by both of us. Yeah, it, so many great moments.
1: I, one of the first ones that comes to mind is the the sheriff talking mm-hmm. about his days before he moved to the small town, the small island. Just Just great character work great job of not showing the vampire a lot mm-hmm. um, really building tension uh, it, it just it works
0: yeah they never even say the word vampire I don't believe no they don't and it's kind of just let up to the viewer to decipher like okay well wait he, he's not going out in the sun maybe <laughs>
1: yeah it's funny I now that you mention it I didn't even put it together that he was a vampire or that it was a vampire until Riley couldn't go out in the sun I was like Oh shit. Yeah. Like I'm a moron, but this is a vampire.
0: Wild stuff. Yeah. Um All right. Give me your 1 2. This is tough. You took the easy one one. At my for my first pick, I'm going to do what we do in the shadows.
1: Mm, I haven't seen this one.
0: Okay, it's a it's I I would argue Taika Tets's um uh, most famous film. It is a documentary that follows vampires. It's no way. Hysterically funny. Um This is it spawned a show, I believe, afterwards as well. That's still running, but just every every joke in this really really got me. I I really appreciated YTD's, uh comedy in this, not more so than I have in some of his other films. And it's it's definitely rewatchable. Okay, all right. I
1: mean, again, like I'm not sure if I really am a vampire guy. I think I'm just like a good movie guy, and maybe <laughs> if it has vampires, I'll buy in. That's but... fair. Okay. All right. So, again, I mentioned snake style. So let's make this fair. You have the two one. What are you
0: taking at the turn? Give me vampire's kiss. Okay. This, this is uh,
1: having fun here.
0: This is an unorthodox pick, and uh, it's just so good, though. This is, I would argue, Nick Cage's most, most recognizable performance, most famous performance. Uh, really? All right. It's very. I, I, you haven't watched this. I. Know I it. never misspiled one thing. Not once! Not one time! Dude, how do you not love Nick Cage just walking his therapist through the ABCs? Um,
1: it, it's not that. You're just cracking me up. This is like going zero RB strat in fantasy.
0: Yeah, that's the way to go. Uh, <laughs> the Empire's Kiss, though, it, it's... Obviously, you haven't seen it. It's fairly similar to American Psycho in its themes, which is funny. Um... And this works almost as well for me. I think that the comedy, I think Cage actually delivers a solid performance here with his over-the-topness. I think that works really well for the movie.
1: Okay. Okay. I Again, like, big Stuckman fan here. So the only reason I know that quote in this movie is because in his hilariosity montage, this clip of Nick Cage is on there. So, I don't know, just a little tidbit.
0: Yeah, I I, I love it. My team's looking good right now.
1: That's ridiculous, and I'm just going to, if our teams face up, I think I'm beating you by 45 points because I have the turn pick right now, and I'm going to take two all-timer vampire movies. At the 2-2, I'll be taking The Lost Boys, just a great 90s movie. You've got Kiefer Sutherland as a vampire. What's not to love? Um, yeah, this is a great watch. I, I love this movie. I've cause... never
0: seen this one. Oh,
1: um, I have the DVD, a rare DVD pick for me. Oh. Uh, I'll have to give it to you. I think you'd like it a lot. And then at the three one, again, just another iconic vampire movie that I believe you haven't seen, which is surprising to me, but it's a like gothic horror slash romance story. Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, Christian Slater, Kirsten Dunst, uh, interview with a vampire.
0: Yeah, I've never I've never actually checked this one out. The title just turns me away.
1: Yeah, I I could see it not being for everyone, but again as a tc truther seeing him in his prime still with his acting chops i think it's worth a watch
0: fair enough um my last pick i'm really torn between two films and one is one that i haven't seen in a while one is one that i've watched more recently they're both international and ah with an honorable mention to let the right one in i'm gonna go a girl walks home alone at night okay have you heard of this movie Uh uh-uh so this is a Persian film about a skateboarding vampire who preys on men who disrespect women, and it is <laughs> phenomenal. It is so good. I actually think you would really enjoy it if That's, you check it out. That
1: sounds like oh, that gets up my alley. This is funny. Like if you look at these roster constructions, it's like the undefeated Patriots going in and having to beat Eli Manning and the Giants. They just can't do it. Yeah. Like your team is fun. They've willed their way to the championship. Can the undefeated vampire? three-movie saga do the impossible. Maybe not.
0: I love it. You know, the unconventional play calling from Vampire's Kiss is going to throw everyone off.
1: <laughs> right. Vampire's Kiss is Plaxico Burris in the fourth quarter.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: All right. Last Voyage of Demeter Pot. That is a wrap. That, that, that flew by for his... Just... It was such a lousy like experience. I, th- I had a I had a way better time ripping this pod than I did the actual movie.
0: I I completely agree. It's always a good time to shoot pods with you, even though, we'll, even when we are just disgustingly disappointed with the movies we
1: yeah. watch. And how fitting is it that every time we manage to go watch a movie together, it's either one not good or two we don't agree with agree on it.
0: Yeah, this is. So I think we've seen four movies together total, right? So, so it's Last Voyage of the Demeter. We saw The Dark Knight, which was great, but yep. we already knew that. The Green Knight. Which uh, we don't agree on. Which we don't agree on. I believe it's one of the greatest films of all time. And I, I thought it was really boring. Sorry. Um, And then Halloween Ends, which we both agree oh,
1: was... treacherous. That was... Uh, I mean, great blast story, but awful movie. Mm-hmm. That's going to be one. You know, when people start making tickets... You know, I'm Blast, and that's coming, by the way. But, you know, there's going to be a Blast grade and a Movie grade. I think there's going to be, you know, two Blast tickets, one from you, one from me. Movie rating, F or D minus, and then Blast grade somewhere hovering between B plus and A.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Well, <laughs> going to Uncle Julio's with you after Halloween ends and you just saying, give me the strongest thing you've got It's the funniest <laughs> moment I think I've ever had post-movie.
1: That was just a treacherous experience. I was so excited for that movie. What a letdown.
0: Yeah, I watched all of them in advance. Oh, in, in it's crap. even worse.
1: It's even worse. And I know that you're like a big like Halloween Kills truther, so that must have just been a real
0: stinger. Yeah, it sucked. What a uh-huh. silver spot. Um, anyway, thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope you have a great week, and we'll catch you next time.